want to welcome everyone to this morning. If you're a guest, we want to welcome you to Antioch, the Apostolic Church. Amen. To my right, through this door, is our guest services or guest reception area. If you're a guest, we would like to present a gift to you. First time here, we want to give you a gift and welcome you to our church. So right after service, someone may pull you aside and, and uh, welcome you and ask you to uh, go here to our guest services uh, reception area to receive a welcoming gift. Amen. If you're watching by way of internet, we want to welcome you to our service as we're being stri- uh, streamed live. Live, And I will tell you again, we have people that watch um, actually uh, around the country and have a couple of people that uh, that doesn't, uh, that I'm sorry, doesn't reside in this con- country that's that let my wife know, me know, others know that they are, they're watching, watching the services, they're enjoying the services, they're being impacted by God through the services and that's not from whoever comes to the pulpit regardless of which minister that's because it's a ministry of the spirit that God is doing in this church so amen we're reaching outside of Baltimore okay and so we're thankful for that amen so we can go ahead and stand we're going to go and receive an offering to the Lord amen stand please Children, Children's Church can line up. Sunday school can line up. Ushers, why don't you come? Ushers, why don't you come?
Shout it out, shout it out. 
Hallelujah. Won't you give a shout out to him right now? Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. You have your Bibles? It's a good thing. Won't you turn with me, please? To Deuteronomy. Chapter 8. You don't have your Bibles? Don't fear. We're going to put it on the screen in just a minute. Hopefully just a few seconds. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Let me see if they remember what I said when I don't give a verse. There you go. Every chapter starts in verse (laughs) 1. Every chapter. Praise God. Uh, Deuteronomy is not one of those uh, books that are uh, popular uh, by way of uh, sermons and messages. You know. But there's a lot of good stuff in Deuteronomy. A lot of good stuff throughout the whole Bible, I might add. I want to talk to you this morning. I believe the Holy Ghost is desiring to talk to us. I believe God desires to to help us in every facet of our life. I don't believe there's any part of our life God is not concerned about. And when I say concerned, I don't mean like he's fretting. Oh me, oh my. No, I don't believe that. But God cares for you and I. You believe God cares for you? You believe God loves you very much? You believe even when you're going through difficult times that God loves you? You believe that God loves you even when you're just messing up? Thank God. (laughs) Thank God. Hallelujah. And we feel like God is loving us so much more when we got everything all together. No, when we were enemies of the cross, he died for you. He loved you. When you were no good. And and not that we're all good now, but we, we got <laughs> we got some good. Amen. Now that I have your attention, I believe, I'm going to read uh, several verses of scripture before you'll see it, just to let you know, I know that you're going to be, we're going to be reading probably 16 verses of scripture. So I'll keep you on your toes uh, by reading all the commandments, which I command thee this day, shall ye observe to do. Why? That you may live. Why do we obey the word of the Lord? Jesus. I want to live. And multiply. And go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. And thou shalt remember all the way. Everybody say all the way. All the way. Thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness. Why did he lead the children of Israel, his people, into the wilderness and allow them to remain in the wilderness for 40 years? Why did God do that? Why did they go through their circumstance and their testing? Why did they go through their 
chaos and their difficulty? Why were the giants in the land that they had to fight against? Why, why did they have to go through all those things? Was it because God hated them? Was it because uh, uh, they were just uh, bad people? Was it because uh, they, they missed it? And No, it wasn't because of any of those things. Here it is right here. Most of us know it. He said he led them. Forty years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee. The word prove means to try, to test, to find out what you're made of. And also, once he finds out what you're made of, to purify and to perfect. To know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep the commandments or no. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger, and he fed thee with manna. God allowed them to get hungry so he could feed them. God allowed them to go through something so he can come through. He said, which thou knowest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Thy raiment wax not old upon thee, neither did thy feet swell or thy foot swell these forty years. Thou shalt also consider in thine heart, that as a man chasteneth his son, so the Lord thy God chasteneth thee. In other words, God will chastise you. God will discipline you. Yeah. Hey, if you don't allow God to discipline you, the Bible says you are a bastard child. Every child that God has, he's going to correct. Amen. Every child God has, he's going to instruct and discipline. Therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and depths that uh, spring out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness, Thou shalt not lack anything in it, a land whose stones are iron, and out of those hills thou mayest dig brass. When thou hast eaten and art full, then shalt thou bless the Lord thy God for the, for the good land which he hath given thee. Here we go, verse 11. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God. And not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, lest when thou hast eaten and art full and hast built goodly houses and dwell therein, and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied and all, and, and all that, that thou hast is multiplied, that thine heart be lifted up. Jesus, Jesus. And thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage 
Verse number 15. Who led thee through that great and terrible wilderness. He led them, them through. Wherein, there, uh, wherein were fiery uh, serpents, I'm sorry, and scorpions and drought. Now get this, God led them through a place where there was fiery scorpions, uh, scorpions, fiery serpents and scorpions and terrible wilderness and drought where there was no water. Who brought thee uh, forth water out of the rock of the flint, who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not. That he might humble thee. Again, he says it again. That I might humble thee. I'm letting you know why you went through all these things. That I may humble thee. And that he might prove thee. uh, To do thee good at the latter end. I want to preach to you on this subject. This is only a test. This is only a test. You can be seated. It was about three days ago, and I was getting my getting ready for the day, and I was I just finished my my prayer, my uh, morning prayer, and uh, jumped in the shower, and I was still in the mode of prayer, and still trying to feel after God and seek God and His purpose for that day and. Whatever. And the Lord spoke to me in the shower and said, this is only a test. And I'm showering and minding my own business. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not going through anything right now. (laughs) Right. So I wasn't necessarily going through a test. But the word at that particular moment, the word came to me and said, this is only a test. Now, I will uh, tell you that um, this particular message is nothing new. I preached this message probably about 15 years ago uh, when we were just one body at, uh, I was going to say at Antioch Central, but we didn't have a bunch of locations. It was only one place. Actually, it may have been about 20 years ago I preached this particular message uh, uh, at Antioch. And, uh, and so it wasn't anything new to me, but the Lord began to kind of speak to me and drop some things in my spirit that was kind of relative to where we are today. And, and, uh, I, I, I mean, I just kind of really got excited. And as a matter of fact, I, uh, I had some notes on the subject and, uh, I, I went to go look for my notes and I couldn't find, I went to pull it up on my iPad, uh, because I normally keep my, my notes and all that. I pulled it up on my iPad and I, I saw the title of the, the message. It said, this is only a test. I went to hit that title, and you know what came up? This is only a test. <laughs> I had no other notes on the subject. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. Now, you want me to preach on this subject, and I don't even have any notes. I'm like, where are the notes? I'm searching my iPad over and over, searching every uh uh, program that I had every, every, you know, all the software and I looked in Word and I, and I looked in pages. I looked in my PDF files, uh, um, iBooks and everything else. I couldn't, I mean, I'm searching, I'm searching and I never came up with the document. Oh, I mean, the document, it was there and it just said, 
this is only a test. I'm like, this is really funny. This is really a test. And, 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 and so, but I, I said, well, Lord, I don't know. I'm, I begin to look for something else to preach. And I'm like, okay, well, you must have something else for me to preach because I, I don't have the notes that, that you, you gave me years and years ago on this particular subject. And, and, uh, I, I, and, and, and the more I thought about it and the more I, I began to realize God wanted me to trust whatever he had to say and I shouldn't have to worry about what I was, what was communicated back then. And God is speaking to us today. I, I want to remind you that what we go through, the things that we go through, the difficulties, difficulties that we face, uh, it's not a surprise to God. It's not like God woke up this morning and said, oh, I didn't know you were going through that. I'm sorry. My bad. I, I, I slipped up. I'm sorry. I was too busy doing something else with somebody else. I was over in Africa taking care of some, some famine over there. And I was, uh, I was here in, in Japan taking care of the situation. I was over in the Middle East taking care of some, some terrorism. And I forgot that you're going through what you're going in Baltimore City. I'm here to tell you that God knows everything that we're going through. As a matter of fact, he knew it before you would get to it. It's not about coping. It's not about teaching us to cope. It, it's, it's not, it has nothing to do with trying to just get through. Uh, this message has nothing to do with just trying to cope with life. And, but the bottom line is this. Hey, life is going to be life. Difficulties are going to be difficulties. It's really not about all that. It's really about trust and faith. Okay. I feel, I believe that there are probably people sitting here, uh, and I'm not just talking about a couple of people. I, I believe God is trying to communicate to some people here in this building this morning. I'm not just talking about, oh, I'm just going through something right now. We need to understand everything that we go through, it's only a test. And sometimes these tests has nothing to do about what God is trying to give you in this life and give you in this world. I believe God is sending us, always having us to go through tests, trying to purify, trying to purge, trying to get us right before him so we can be what we need to be in the years to come when we spend eternity with him. I'll remind you that when you read the scripture and you read about God speaking to the children of Israel, telling them that he's going to deliver them from bondage and deliver them from Egypt, deliver them from that and, and lead them into the promised land and, and lead them into a land flowing with milk and honey. For them, it was a natural land. For them, it was a natural and a physical place. But we know in the New Testament, the Bible says those things happen to them literally and physically and temporarily because God was trying to demonstrate what he was going to do in and through the church that would affect all eternity. I'm not trying to get somewhere in society. I'm not trying to get a fat bank account. I'm not trying to muster up all sorts of things in this world. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. The correlation between the Old Testament saints and the New Testament saints is this. They were preparing for the land of promise. I'm preparing for the heavenly promise. 
The Bible says that the church shall rule and reign on the earth with him and his new kingdom. Some of you may not even know that. Some of you may not believe that. But the Bible tells us that one day Jesus is going to split the heavens open. He's coming back and he's going to establish an eternal kingdom on this earth. Now, there's going to be a thousand years, and I'm not trying to get into theology and all, that a thousand year reign on this earth with the church reigning over at mortal man, and, and then the, the, uh, the eternal everlasting kingdom shall be ushered in. I'm not, I don't, I don't want to get into all that theology. I'm not here to teach you all that today. But what I'm here to tell you is that we need to realize as the church that God is preparing us to rule and to reign with him. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, if, if, if I was going to be entrusted with 200, now, you, I know you, you, you flew a plane for a little bit, just, just slightly. I mean, you know, they faked it like you were flying. You know, you know I used to put my kids in my lap and, and let them hold a steering wheel, and right? They think they, would, they thought they were driving. I mess with her. They she paid all that money to get in that plane and all that. And go ahead, pull that steering wheel. You you find that thing. I know they were over there going. Oh my. <laughs> now. now I now so you did that, but I, I got a question for you. So you did that one time. I, you probably spent a couple of hours, maybe whatever. Huh? Thirty minutes. So you see what I'm saying? Anybody just flying a plane in thirty minutes? <laughs> so so. You, 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 you uh, stare at the plane for 30 minutes. So you're ready. I, I, I tell you what, we got a Boeing uh, 737 passenger flight. Probably get about 175 people on board. You ready to take that thing off and flop? No? No? Why, why not? You're not ready for that? What, what, what can you do to get ready? Huh? Yeah, a whole lot of times. I think you need some training. I think you need to have some tests and some simulation. Oh, hallelujah. You see, we, when you go through things like that, they have those simulators. It, it almost looked like the real thing. But you have to go through the simulation to, to get prepared and to get ready. And some of you, oh, not some of you, but some people out there, they whine and they cry and complain about everything that God is trying to do or what God is trying to do in your life and things he's preparing you for. Could it be that God is preparing you to lead and to guide people? We are supposed to reign and rule. Now, what, 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 I think some people think they're just going to get to, you know, some people, tr- I'm going to use the word trip me out. Some people trip me out because they, they, they don't only want to work, they don't want to worship when they come to church. I'm not trying to make somebody worship, but they don't want to worship when they come to church. And the thing about it, when you get to heaven, that's all we're going to be doing. I'm just going to say it like this. If you can't worship now, you can't, hey, this is just rehearsal. Well, I don't feel like it. Do you think you're going to feel like it for eternity? 
And the folks, uh, uh, <laughs> the folks, you know what? Uh, I, I went to church. Uh, uh, now, no, I'm going to mess somebody up. It may get quiet in here. I went to church last week at 10 o'clock. Why they want me to come back? I don't feel like hanging around all those church folks all the time. Well, you don't want to go to heaven. I want to go hang out with my homies, you know. They're down to earth. They're going to keep you down on earth too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I don't feel like hanging with church folks all the time. Then you don't want to go. I don't, do we have to worship him all? Do we have to always go to church? It's, oh, hallelujah. If going to church two times a week is too much for you, don't go to heaven. You won't like it there. You get bored out of your mind. I don't know about you, but I'm going to have a good time. Why? Because I have a good time right now. This is just a rehearsal. This is just practice. This is just a test. This is only a test. God is desired to see what you're made of. He said, I came to do these things to prove you, to see what's in your heart, to see whether you will serve me and obey me and to keep my commandments. We go through a little something, God, I can't go to church. I can't, I don't feel like it. I just want to quit. God, you're not faithful. You're not ready. I had this lady, when I first uh, got this message about 20 years ago, whatever it was, my wife and I, we were riding down and I noticed this. We were on the way to church. And this lady, this older lady, she was stuck on the road all by herself in the car. Just, 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 just standing, like, almost like Pearl. I, I saw her, and I was like, let me go check and find out. Everybody's just zooming past, zoom, zoom. And, you know, I said, well, little old lady, she, you know, she can't hurt nothing. My wife can take her. So I'll go check it out. You know, she's all right. She, this is, you know, I, she, it's not some little game. She's not trying to get me. You know, I, 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 was, I felt safe. So I went on over and, <laughs> and uh, ma- ma'am, uh, are you okay? And something was going on with her car. And, and this, you know, it wasn't that long ago because it was still, we, we had cell phones. Okay. So I don't know when the, with the advent of the cell, and I had one, so it couldn't have been... <laughs> They got just, yeah, it was probably about 15 years ago, something, something like that or whatever. I know some of you don't, you live in a world where you didn't know. We didn't have cell phones before. You probably don't know, know what a phone booth is. I understand. And so she was on the side of the road and she looked so depressed and deflated and she was so down. And, and I said, are you okay? And, and she was talking about her vehicle and I said, um, oh ma'am, um, you have somebody coming. You have someone on their way to get you and and to help you. And and she said, and I said, do you have a phone? And and she didn't have a phone or whatever. And and, and I I said, don't you have someone to to help you? She said, I don't have anyone. I said, you don't have any in the case of an emergency 
or something goes on and you don't have anyone that you can call and to reach out to and to whatever. By the time I, I think a police officer came or whatever, I forget how it all transpired, but whatever, somebody came to help. But she didn't have anyone. And I thought I got in the car. I felt kind of bad. I was like, my God, how, I, I couldn't imagine not having someone to call on. And, and then I just begin to thank God because I can call upon him anytime I need to. Hey, if there's no one else around, hey, I don't have, if I don't have a cell phone, I, I have someone I can call upon. And I thought about it. I said, in the case of emergency. No one. I could just press it. Boom, 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 boom. This is an emergency. Now, some people, you know what? Everybody think they have an emergency. And, and I'm just sorry. Your emergency is not my emergency. Because everybody has an emergency. Especially if you're a pastor. Everything is an emergency. I'm sorry. Everything is not an emergency. That's, I'm sorry. I started trying. I used to keep my phone on for emergencies. I did. Well, in case there's an emergency, I need to turn my, keep my phone. You know what I realized when I keep my, I kept my phone, my cell phone? I don't even have a landline anymore. It's like I ain't paying for a landline. I don't even use it. Wasting my money. And so um, I, 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 I start, you know, turning my phone on. Because every time in the middle of the night, I get ding, ding. Oh, it's emergency. I go, look, it's just a, uh, somebody sending a message in the middle of the night. Or a text. Or some, some, something going on, you know, an email. Somebody can't sleep, so they're sending an email in the middle of the night, and I'm getting all the dings. Yeah. <laughs> or somebody called with a pastor. Yeah. What? Yeah, well, my, my, my daughter, she, she, have a fe- she has a fever of a, 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 at 99 degrees. And you mean you woke me for this? It's an emergency. Take her to the emergency room then. Everything is an emergency. All right? And that's how we live. Everything is an emergency. We, we, everything is... You know? I, I, I used to... Um, it was crazy. I, before this, some of you are not going to know this. At 1 o'clock, 1 o'clock, the, the, there was a, an alarm that would go off, the emergency broadcast alarm. Huh? Well, on TV, but not just on. They still do that on TV, and and I know they do it on the radio. And uh, yeah, they do that. But it used to be out um, an alarm to go off at one o'clock every day. See, some of you people that's near my age, you know what I'm talking about. Every day at one o'clock, the uh, uh, the alarm would go off. But you know they was testing it. It was just a testing. And, and then you get on the radio, like in the TV, you know, you get this. Beep. And you, got, you had to put up with that for like 30 seconds, 60 seconds. And, it's all, and then they, they block out everything. If you, you got your favorite program or you, your, your favorite uh, song you're listening to, they don't care what song you man. You could be in your song, in your group, you know, Jesus, this and all that. And I'm going through whatever the song may be. They don't care what you're listening to. You could be worshiping, praising God in your call. And you know what? When I hear that beep, beep, I go, oh my God, oh, this is it, this is, break, break yourself, honey, this is it, I don't know what you're going to do, oh, help me, I don't do all that. After the beep goes off, that says, this is a test. 
This is only a test. If this was an actual emergency, you would have been instructed where to tune in. I'm here to tell you there's a lot of beeping going on in our life, and we need to understand God is saying it's just an emergency. This is only a test. Don't panic. Don't fret. Don't be afraid. God, I'm going through. I don't know why I'm going through. Why, why I'm going through the difficulty. God, what in the world? This is only a test. You need to understand. Don't fret. Don't worry about it. God has it under control. He told his people, I want you to understand. These 40 years, I led you in the wilderness. I led you through the fiery serpents. I led you to go past scorpions. I led you to places where it was dry and there was no water. It wasn't that I didn't love you. It wasn't that I wasn't concerned about you. It wasn't that I didn't care and I didn't know what you were going. It wasn't that I didn't have any power to deliver you. When you needed water, I caused water to come out of the flint. Hey, when you need manna you needed something to eat I caused manna to fall from heaven so you can learn to trust me and you can learn to depend on me I let you become hungry so you can speak and ask me. I let you become thirsty. Let me tell you something. Hey if you want to experience the healing power of God that means you're going to have to get sick I want to see the power of God. Paul said, hey, we, we experienced the, the, the power of his resurrection, but also the fellowship of his suffering. And too many people want the power of his resurrection. Don't you know before Jesus experienced the power of resurrection, he had to fellowship with some suffering? We just want the power. Oh God, I want this in my life. And I want that in my life. And God, I need you to be this in my life. And and God is trying to be that in your life. I'm telling you what, he's trying to be this in your life. But he needs you to trust him. He needs you to obey him. He said, I want to know if you're going to obey me. If you're going to keep my command. If you're going to keep my statutes. You see, if I do everything you want me to do in your life, sure you obey me. Sure. If I was your sugar daddy. Oh, yeah. You would do whatever I asked. Hello? But if I step back and allow you to go through some difficulties, will you have faith in me? And yet, more importantly, can you trust me? Oh, hallelujah. You see, when when God begins to test us, a lot of times, most of the times, we think testing has something to do with, you know, because God is just wanting to bless me. 
And, and you know what we, we, what we, we feel blessings are? If it has a Benjamin Franklin. Now, a, a, George, a Georgie, I'm sorry, that's not really a blessing to us. Unless we had a hundred of them laying around. Right? And that's what we call blessing. That's what we call blessing. Yeah, it's a lot of people killing themselves, got all them blessings. You go, you go, you go to uh, Hollywood, California, and see all those people with all those blessings, and look at their life, and you want to trade your life with them, and they're strung out. You say, if I had all that money, I wouldn't go through these problems. No, you're going to have worse. Say, give a man money, watch him act funny. Some of you say, well, give me that. I'll just act funny. Now, I don't have anything against money. Trust me, I have nothing against money. And I'm not, I'm not preaching poverty. I don't believe in that. I believe God blesses you. Now, again, I'm not talking about monetarily speaking, see? He allowed his people to go through those things. Now, for them, it was just giving them the natural land. But let me tell you, God, I, you know, some people, you know, you hear those, and I'm not trying to knock churches or whatever. People talking about, God's just trying to give you your destiny. The devil's trying to keep you from your destiny. Yes. If you give this $1,000 right now, I'm telling you what, God is going to bless you tenfold. And the devil's trying to keep you from everything God has for you. God has a castle for you to live in. God wants to give you a Mercedes. God wants to give you Barbie if you are kin. And if you are Kent or Barbie, God wants to give you Ken. Oh, yeah. You can go crazy. Oh, I'm going to get my Ken. Preaching that foolishness. My destiny has nothing to do with right here. I got a better place. I'm a, hallelujah. I'm building up for something better than this. And there's nothing the devil can give me, nothing this world can give me. This is only a test. If we really believe that, we wouldn't whine and cry and complain and sometimes get so fretful and fearful out of everything that's going on. We, we, I'm telling you what, I'm just going to say at church, the church of the living God needs to learn how to start trusting God. I said, he's in our tomorrow. They cried, they were three days away from some nice water and they begin to, they, three days from the, from Egypt. And then three days from water on this side, and they was right in the middle, and they began to cry and to whine and complain, talking about they wanted some garlic and some onions. I wish we were in, in, back in Egypt. We had some garlic and a, my, he's talking about giving you a land flowing with milk and honey, and all you can think about is garlic and onions? Where's Brother Joseph? He, <laughs> We, we can think about some of the silliest things that we have to give up to get what we need to get from God. God, you're holding out on my garlic.
You mean you want to go back to bondage? Oh, it must not have been that great. Here you are in the middle with me. You left for a reason. The Bible says they cried by, by reason of that bondage. Oh, my God. Some of us and all of us, we've cried to get out of the life that we were in. The reason why you're in. Oh, hallelujah. The reason why you're in this building, because you recognize there's something more you need. This world can't satisfy you. This world can't give you what you need. There has to be something better, something greater. And there is as a God that loves us. It's not about what we can get. Now, the word, uh, could you put first uh, Peter? Maybe start around verse number three. Let me see. First Peter chapter one, maybe. Or do I want chapter two? Let me find out what I want. My mind don't work. First Peter chapter one. Yeah. Let's look at Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Next verse. That's four. It's stuck. Okay, I'm going to continue reading then. We have a freeze. Okay. To an inheritance incorruptible and, and undefiled, the fate of not a way reserved in heaven for you. Who are kept by the power of God. We are kept by the power of God through how? Now, this place is not our home. We're trying to get somewhere. Hopefully you are. Hey, I'm not trying to get my heaven right here. We are kept by the power of God. You want the power of God to keep you? The power of God keeps us through faith. That's why, you see, that's why the devil messes your faith up sometimes. Because he knows if he can mess your faith up, God can't keep you by his, God can have all the power in the world. But if you give up on your faith, if you throw the towel in on your faith, and then we go through a little something not understanding why we're going through it. And the Bible's going to tell us in a minute. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. I'm sorry, honey, you're not saved yet. I'm sorry, I'm not saved yet. There are three stages of salvation. Just keep it right there. First is getting saved. Meaning, I, you, the Bible says, Jesus said it this way. Except a man be born again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he, he goes on to say, except a man be born of the water. That means baptism in Jesus' name. And of the spirit. Could you put that on the screen real quickly? I'm sorry. I'm going to have you jumping around. You're going to have to come back to that, so put that in cue. I think somebody probably needs to hear this. Now, I'm talking about salvation now. Now, if you don't want to be saved, don't worry about this part. All right? You can take a nap on this part, and we'll come back to the blessing part. But if you want to be saved... John, John 3 3. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, that's 3 7. That's good too, but 3 7. 3 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, which means truly, truly. I mean, it's true. Except a man be born again. You know, people say, Well, you know what? I was born this way. That's why you need to be born again. Amen. 
Well, God made me this way. He's trying to make you again. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Next verse. Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Man, I'm old. What do you mean? What are you talking about being born? I'm old, right? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? So he thought he was talking naturally. Oh, no, no, no. You can't be born again in your mother's womb. Don't go back to your mother's womb. Don't go back sucking on the pacifier and all that. No, we're not talking about that. He said, except a man that this is Bible. He says, verily, verily, which this is true. Jesus is saying, this is true. If you hadn't heard anything true, this is true. Except a man be born of the water. And of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. I don't care what preacher tell you anything. Unless you, this is the beginning. This is how you enter in. People say, well, all I got to do is confess my sin. And then I can go to heaven. Slight problem. Slight problem. Can can you imagine? Now, now, uh, somebody committing a crime, right? And the judge say, uh, okay, you're on trial. And they say, oh, well, judge, I admit I did what I did. Okay, you're forgiven. Now, that's not, a, most criminals, sometimes they say, I didn't do it. You know, there's a lot of people in jail say, I didn't do it. Right? But a lot of times they say, I, I did it because they want to reduce their sentence. I think if some of us just go and acknowledge what we are, we'll have a sentence reduced. Maybe that sentence would be erased, but the Bible, oh, hold up now. Oh, y'all going to reboot on me, huh? So, so John 3, 5 tells us, except a man be born again, meaning, you know what? You were born into the world and born into this, that, and the other. And you're, you, you have, the Bible says he will send that. That's going to be penalty and, and death. And I know I'm on a different subject, but I feel to go here. De- death because of that sin. Okay, hey, the Bible says that death has passed on to every man because all have sinned. All fall short of the glory of God. Hey, we're all in the same boat. There's no judgment. There's no people in the church think they're better than you. No, the people in the church said, I just want to be born again. And so except the man is born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So that's the first step is that I got to be born again. I got to start all over again. This time I'm not doing my New Year's resolution starting this time. I'm starting with the power of the Holy Ghost and I'm starting in the name of Jesus and my sins are washed away. That's the first step. The second step is now I got to walk in him. I got to walk with him wherever he tells me, where he leads me, I will follow. And you can put first Peter chapter one, verse three back on the screen. And so now I'm in the second phase of my walk with God. Guess what? If you've been baptized in Jesus name and you've been refilled with the Holy Ghost and walking with him, you're in the second phase. If you haven't been baptized in Jesus name and, and, and filled with his spirit, I'm telling you what, that's the beginning. You say, well, hold on. You're trying to say I don't have a relationship with God. No, I'm not trying to say you don't have a relationship with God. I'm telling you, you do have a relationship with God. I'm telling you, you're in the womb and God is designed for you to be born. Do I have anybody that's pregnant in here? I have any, I'm not trying to be, I have, is that a bad thing? If that was a bad thing, we all wouldn't be here. Now, now, now the bottom line is this. If, if there's a pregnant woman in here, um, guess what? Guess what? 
it's the, it, 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 it is intended for her to bring the child out. Hello? And so you can say, well, I haven't been born again. So what, you know, what are y'all trying to say? Y'all trying to say I don't have a relationship with God? No, I, I'm sure you do. Well, just like a woman who has a baby in their womb, the idea is for that baby to, to um, go through that gestation period and then be born coming through the watery canal. You see, God used the natural and, and, and just show us the spiritual. And so when a baby is born, they're born through the watery canal. They're in this watery sack. They come through the water. And the first thing that happens after they are, are born from the water is that they had to, to take the breath of life, the spirit of God. And so naturally speaking, a person has to be born of water and of spirit. Spirit to be born naturally. The same thing spiritually. We need to be born of the water and of the spirit. I'm not trying to tell you something that's not in the Bible. You say, well, they ain't preached that now. The church I went to, I don't have no, I don't have nothing to do with that. I got preached what the Bible says. Now, if this is your first time ever hearing that, we can talk, we can set up a Bible study, we and we can teach you a Bible study. We got 30-something Bible studies going on right now. He teach you a Bible study. You can learn what the word of God has to say because I don't want to get there. And then, you know what? And, and they say, well, you know, I didn't get They didn't tell me that. I didn't know that. Well, you know, we're trying to let you know. Well, they told me all I had to do is, is to say this prayer. I'm sorry, but I, I, I've, been, I've, I've been a pastor for a while, preacher. I've been walking with God for a while. For 20, 28 years or whatever. And I'm sorry. I'm not trusting in any prayer I have. So y'all think you're not trusting your prayer? I don't trust in my prayers. I trust in the one who answers them. But I, Lord, accept me as your Savior. I, I, accept, I accept you as my Savior. Well, that's a good start. That's a great start because he is a Savior. Now, once you accept him, he's going to give you instruction on what to do. Hello. So once I accept him, it doesn't stop there. Well, I accept you. Thank you. I'll see you in eternity. No. He said, oh, wait, wait a minute. You accepted me? Okay, there's something that needs to happen. You see, you were born in trespasses and sin. And now that you accepted me as Savior, you need to be born again. You have faith in me and confidence. Am I your Savior? And Jesus said it. That was Jesus who wrote those those previous verses or spoke those previous verses. A man be born of water and the spirit. And so here we are. Uh, Verse number, I think we were on verse six or seven at that time. Five, wherever we we were, turn back. We took a little detour. We're showing you how it, it doesn't work. Verse number five. No, no, we're right here. No, 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 no. Go back to first, Peter. See, everybody giving you instructions. Don't listen to them. Listen to me. First Peter chapter three. Verse number five. I just had to take a quick detour. That's all. There we go. For after this manner in one five. I'm sorry. See? Don't don't listen to me when I listen to somebody else. <laughs> I'm listening to somebody else say three five. I'm trying. <laughs> Who are kept by the power of God? There we go. Through faith. 
through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. The salvation that God has for us hasn't happened yet. And until I get that, I'm still pursuing. I'm still moving on. But, oh, hallelujah. And until I get there, something is going to happen. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen in verse 6, 7, and 8. Wherein you greatly rejoice. How many rejoice in that salvation God is going to give us? excited that hey i'm not there yet i'm not where i used to be but i'm not where i'm going to be and so we can rejoice to that but he said though now for a season if need be you are in heaviness through manifold or diverse types of temp- temptation or main intestine and so right now even though there's uh uh there's some some uh, eternal glory for us right now we're going through some difficulties why why do we go through that right here that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried by fire, might be found unto praise and glory and honor at the appearing of Jesus Christ. You know what? I want my faith. I want my faith because it's my faith that keeps me. By the power of God. And I want my faith to be tried. If faith, you know, the Bible tells us we're saved by grace through faith. And so if my faith is going to be the vehicle that saves me, I want my faith the way it needs to be. I want it perfected. I want my faith tried. I I don't want to get to heaven and say, you know what, man, my faith was wishy-washy. Now, some people go, I got faith. What well, the Bible tells, Jesus told the disciples, O ye of little faith. And so faith is measurable. You can have little faith. And, and, and There's something we used to sing, just a little bit of faith. All it takes, it takes just a little bit to get you in the door. I'm telling you what, a little bit of faith is not going to be able to keep you when you're going through some difficulties. When you're wondering what in the world is going on in my life. When it feels like chaos. And that song says, I'm giving into something heavenly. You see, when you go through different, I'm just going to tell you like this. God works on your faith. It is God's design will and purpose to work on you. Say, God, what are you doing? He's working on your faith. Why are you working on my faith? Because I want to save you. And, and we, we think it's a, great, it's a great mystery. Why am I going through this? It's only a test. It, when you go through something, you ought to be, okay, with George, God, you're still working on me. Now, I'm just going to say, along with faith is, is, is trust. And sometimes we have a difficult time trusting him. Come on, pull out that, 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 that surrender. Come on. And we don't realize God takes us through things to see if we can trust him. Because I'm going to tell you like this. If you don't trust him, if God doesn't take you through situations that you can trust him in, you won't have faith. Your faith can't be built. Faith is built on trust. Now, I'm going to put this thing, uh, I'm going to put this thing a little, a little closer to home, and I'm, I'm almost done. We, uh, 
my, my wife and I, we had uh, we were planning to go on a vacation recently. You don't have to take a vacation. We was planning to go on a vacation, and we was trying to map it out and everything else. And I'm just going to be quite honest. We didn't have the money. I mean, we could have just went into our savings account and just took the money out, but I'm not a fool. <laughs> so I'm not saying if you took money out of your savings account, you're a fool. <laughs> Let me just say that. Because that's not that we hadn't used savings for, for whatever, but that savings is not to be taken out for vacation. And so, uh, but we, we really didn't have it. And she's planning it, working it out, right? She's, you know, whatever. And, uh, and we felt like it was the will of God for us to go. If it was going to be the will of God, he was going to have to work it out. Well, he, he worked it out. Had the, uh, uh, some, some people we know over there, they, See, just have a guy that we know. He he gets all sorts of deals with 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 hotels and flights and all that and points built up. And he built up enough. He built up enough points that we could take a a a, a first class round trip and Alaska Airlines. That's some nice planes over there, man. We on that. We were on that. We was on that thing eating steak and. Man, they was feeding us around the clock. Man, I, they handed me wet napkins, and you know, I'm, man, I was acting off. <laughs> My wife was up there going, "You do nails too?" <laughs> she, we, like, wow, you know, it, it was it was wonderful. And I, you know, I've rode first class before, but it was our first time, and it was like, you know, it, it was it was nice, and you know, we get, and it, it was just wonderful. It was just, you know, we. Going to different places and and, and everything else, and, uh, and we weren't going there just for vacation. You know, some we would someone want. I was I was just going. I didn't really want to preach or whatever. But I get there, and, and lo and behold, people want me to preach and, and things of that nature. But we get ready to leave, and, and they, we were getting treated to dinner. Pay, people were paying for that, and 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 um, I, I I received a, a, a check. That pretty much covered the vacation. I wasn't expecting it. And I'm like, wow, God. You, you are awesome. See, I, I'm, that's just something small. But, but we, we, we have to learn to trust God. You got to learn to trust God. And God will place you in situations. Now, 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 if you're married in here, guess what? That person you're married to, God says, you know what? This is the doctor in my exper- experimental lab. That's Dr. Simpson right there. <laughs> That's Dr. Simpson. And uh, by the way, I'm Dr. Simpson. What am I saying? That You know what? Uh, because God is going to use people in your life. You know, you know, somebody rub you the wrong way. I know you don't have anybody like that. Right? Somebody turn and look at the person next to him like, thank you, Pastor. Rub you the wrong. I mean, they just rub you, rub you, rub you. You're like, they just driving me crazy. 
that person in your life. Everybody has somebody crazy in their life that just drive you crazy. Isn't it? And it seems like you just can't get away. You, you know, you, you, you're praying, God, just make them explode or something. Can't you do that? Is it wrong for me to want them to just take them with you? <laughs> just take them with you, Lord. I don't want to go. I'll just take them with you. Just get them away from me. Some of you thinking about the person right now. <laughs> and could it be God has them to be the person that's putting in your te- test tubes, shaking you up, trying to see, you know what? Is this person going to have more uh, power in your life than I can have? See, sometimes we give situations and we give circumstances and we give people more power than God has. You know how it is. They made me angry. Oh, you know, we we excuse ourselves. They, you know, I, I just, and we always focus on someone else. Could it be that it's between me and God and everything, every situation, every problem, things and difficulties that come my way? Could it be that's God trying to work on me? Can I trust him? The thing is, folks, I've said this before. What in the world are you taking with you to heaven? Some of us think, I'm taking this. I got news for you. Uh, we're taking nothing with us. Why are we so worried about this world? We get so worked up about things that has nothing to do with nothing. Stuff that's not even going to last. This All this stuff is going to be burned up. Why am I so busy worrying about it? I have so many people, I'm just trying to build up my egg nest. I'm just trying to build up my security. Some men trust in horses and others in chariots, but I'm going to remember the name of the Lord. You you, you really have so many people that, 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 you know, if you're in the stocks and bonds and all, that's fine. God bless you. I mean, it's not that I have something against that. But too many people that get in it, they trust in that more than anything. They, they watch it. I got to see Oh, it's going up. It's going down. They trust. No, no, no. You, I don't have to worry about anything. I, I'm not worrying about tomorrow. You know why? Because I'm not in it. I'm just taking one step at a, one day at a time. Take two of them. People say that. Oh, I'm, I'm only taking one day at a time like you can take two. God is the only one that can take two days at a time because he's in today, yesterday, he's in your tomorrow. And he's the only one. You can only take one. So while we get all fretful and worrying about everything, I'm telling you, any and everything we go through, this is only a test. Whatever you're going through now, if it was an emergency, God would have instructed you where to tune in. Won't you stand, please? I'm telling you before Almighty God, there are some loving people 
some good people. Now, now you know how it is. If I ask everybody, how y'all doing? Fine, great, praise God and all that. Nobody's going through anything. Praise God, everything is wonderful. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Right? Everybody's just doing dandy. Could we just, like, remove the facade? When they began to come on, uh, people come. Y'all already said I was close. Y'all should have run. There we go. When they start singing that song, whatever you're doing inside of me, I'm giving in to something heavenly. Can we just give in to whatever God is doing and trust him? Oh, I'm looking at some eyes. I'm not trying to make light of anything you're going through. Somebody need, I, oh, hallelujah. Somebody need to grab their family member by the hand. You maybe maybe need to come here with your come down with your family if you're here by yourself and, and, and you feel like, you know what, I'm going through some things and whatever the case may be, and I, I, I quite I don't quite understand what I'm going through. Can I tell you that if you love God with all your heart, mind, and strength, and, and if you're called according to his purpose, God is going to work things in your life, not because you are a failure, not because he's trying to put you through difficulty, but God is trying to refine you. God is trying to purify you. God is trying to place you through a test because I'm telling you what, what God has for us in the future. You're not going to be, be able to reign and rule with him if God doesn't get some things right with you right now. If you can't trust him right now, won't you come? God has spoken to you. Maybe it's something you've been going through recently. Maybe it's something you've been going through for a while. Maybe maybe it's before. I'm sorry. I know it's more people that than that. I think some of you may need to get your, your, your spouse. Come on down here. Maybe you're, you're getting over the hump. Whatever you're doing. Come on, in Jesus' name. Inside of me. Come on, won't you come down? Just lift your hands up to him right now. Some of you are looking around. Maybe you know someone is going through some difficulties. It may not be a difficult. I'm telling you, from time to time, we go through things. If, if you feel like God is trying to purify your faith and God's trying to take you to another level in faith, why don't you come? You feel like God is trying to produce some more trust in you that you can trust him in any situation. Why don't you come? You don't feel comfortable coming. Won't you lift your hands where you are? Come on, in Jesus' name, we're just going to pray for a few. It's hard to surrender. Come on, if you're back there praying, if you don't mind somebody praying with you, let them pray. If you don't want anyone to pray, just let them know I'm fine. We're going to have some people walking through the aisle, some of our ministers. We're here just to pray with you right now. Amen. If your hand is lifted, that tells us God is talking to you. You can acknowledge God is talking to you right now. Come on. In Jesus' name. It's hard to surrender to what I can't see. But I'm giving in to something heavenly. Whatever you're doing. 
Come on, that's it, sir. That's it, ma'am. Why don't you just reach out to him right now? We can trust him. He is faithful. We can trust him. But I don't understand what I'm going through. God may not give you the ability to understand. But we can trust him. Job said, when he has tried me, I shall come forth as go." Come on in Jesus' name. It feels like chaos, but somehow there's peace. It's hard to surrender to what I can see, but I'm giving in to something heavenly. Whatever you're doing inside of me. Feels like chaos, but somehow there's peace. It's hard to surrender to what I can see, but I'm giving in to something heavenly. Whatever you're doing inside of me, it feels like. I can't see, but I'm giving in to something heavenly, whatever you're doing inside of me, it feels like chaos, but somehow there's peace, it's hard to surrender. To what I can see, I'm giving in. I'm giving in. Come on, that's it. Let him do what he's doing in your life. Come on, this is only a test. But I can't see it's only a test. I am, Lord. I'm giving Whatever you're doing inside of me. To what I can see, but I'm giving in 